Did Jesus and his disciples celebrate Christmas? That's the message. That's the question I have for you today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me answer that real quick here. Then we'll get into the message here. The answer is no. You know, this is the time of year. Um, I call it the Christmas fuzzies. You know, it's going full throttle. And uh, I remember growing up as a little kid and uh, walking through this one particular town and it was Christmas time and, and certain stores would have um, speakers outside where they'd be playing all the Christmas songs and um, it was snowing out. In fact, I remember it was big, big fat snowflakes and uh, I had a, a big bag of gumdrops that I just bought at Woolworth and uh, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that if you're a little kid and Christmas time and I call it the Christmas fuzzies. It begins... Uh, Thanksgiving and it goes straight through to uh, New Year's Day and then it, then it's like a light switch uh, you know I remember this used to strike me uh, as a young boy you know how this whole uh, season how how nice it seemed and then, and then come January 1st man it's all over it's like turning off a light and everything was back to normal so uh, you know we're living in a day they didn't always have things like Black Friday, but when they started these Black Friday sales, that would happen the day after uh, Thanksgiving, and they'd be selling uh, all sorts of items, and uh, you know the deal, they'd, they'd have the stores, they'd be set up, they'd have the, uh, uh, the, the uh, stanchions and the barriers set outside, and showing the people where they could line up. Uh, they were even handing out maps sometimes to the store, showing you where all the different things would be. And, you know, people were getting lined up, folks. It was like it was like a football uh, team getting ready to barge in. And the minute they would open the door, people would just barrel in because there was a limited amount of certain things, especially things like televisions, those big screen TVs and so on and so forth. You know, uh, recently... I wasn't really thinking it was uh, it was the Saturday after uh, Thanksgiving, and I, I was just going to a local Walmart actually because I do Walmart pickup. I, I shop for groceries and and you pick them up, and uh, it's usually no problem at all. Now I think what happened. This is what happened. I, I'm not thinking Black Friday, but Black Friday was the day before, and when you order certain things uh, on Walmart, you got you got like I think four days to pick it up. So I'm guessing what happened. Everybody had the same idea that would pick them up on Saturday. So when I went there just for my normal grocery pickup. It was like a madhouse. There was no parking spots left where you pull in and pick it up. And we were driving around, figuring, trying to figure out what we should do. And uh, we, we, it wasn't working. It was, it was just absolute madness. And you'd see the workers there uh, doing a good job trying to, trying to get the stuff out as quick as they could. And I saw a cart after cart. The workers would be uh, pushing a regular Walmart cart. And I, I, this one particular television was one of those gigantic ones, like 80-inch uh, televisions. Uh, and I'm, I'm seeing this Walmart worker uh, trying to steady this huge television. It was absolute chaos. It was madness. And people would be there with their pickup trucks, waiting, uh, standing up in the back of the pickup trucks to get their delivery, get their stuff, and get out of there. And, uh, you know, 
we, we had to go up to the person and say, we're going to have to cancel this order. They told us what to do because obviously other people were doing the same thing. It was just absolute madness. And, and the question I have for you today, folks, is what does this have to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ? I have the answer for that. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Did Jesus Christ and his disciples celebrate Christmas? Absolutely not. That's what I'm going to get into a little here today. You know, the, uh, the church has Christianized a pagan festival. Oh, yes, they did, folks. You know, we know that uh, the Lord was born into this world. God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. But, folks, it's not about this thing that we call Christmas. Now, there was a a pagan festival, you know, the time of the year. Let me give you a quote um, from the two Babylons by Alexander Hislop, okay? And said, regarding this holiday that we know as Christmas, it says, this was a pagan festival, the time of the year and the ceremonies with which it is celebrated prove its origin in Egypt, the son of Isis, the Egyptian title for the queen of heaven, was born at this time, about the time of the winter solstice. The very name by which Christmas is popularly known among ourselves, Yule Day, proves at once its pagan and Babylonian origin. Yule is the Chaldean name for an infant or little child. And as the 25th of December was called by our pagan Anglo-Saxon ancestors Yule Day or the Child's Day and the night that preceded it, Mother's Night, long before they came in contact with Christianity, that sufficiently proves its real character. Now, isn't that interesting, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, Isis, the title for the queen of heaven. Who do you think that reminds us of, ladies and gentlemen? That reminds us of the Roman Catholic Mary, you see? She's called the queen of heaven. The son, we're talking about Jesus Christ. So, so it's a mixture, folks. You see that this pagan holiday... This is, this is how we got what we know as Christmas. Uh, you know, the winter solstice, Saturnalia, that was a pagan Romish festival also taking place in December. And you'd see wreaths and other greenery and uh, so on and so forth. People would be exchanging gifts one with another. There'd be candles, uh, people singing, playing, uh, people getting drunk, the whole nine yards. Folks, does that sound like Christmas? <laughs> of course it does. Oh, yes, folks. You know, when you think of Christmas, think of the, the office parties, people getting drunk, and so on and so forth. I know, folks. I, I used to hang out before I was saved, hang out in bars. You know, I used to like the lights lit, uh, lit up uh, above, you know, to say, oh, this is nice, you know, dark except for those lights. You, you know, you have a little brewski, a little beer, uh, perhaps a shot of something, and a little drink, and the music is playing. And I remember one of the songs I used to like, they used to play that time of year by John Lennon. And so this is Christmas. And, and, and stuff like that, folks. What does this have to do with Jesus Christ and the gospel? Absolutely nothing. So we, we see here this pagan holiday that is so popular 
Uh, think of all the billions of dollars that are spent by people during this time of year. Think of how many people are going to go into debt once again and trying to please their families by getting them nice gifts and, and, and they'll 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 max out their credit card perhaps and then come January uh, depression comes in and because they realize they're out of money, especially during this time of uh, the year and especially during the time we're living in with inflation and, and the prices are skyrocketing. So um, we see this pagan queen of heaven, Mary, and, and this is, is the time of year you'll see what's known as Christmas cards. And a lot of time in Catholic circles and other circles, you'll see a big Mary and a little Jesus, just like that pagan holiday, the queen of heaven, Little Jesus, you see? You see what I'm saying, folks? You know, you got to remember the, the, the real Jesus. He's the first and the last. He's the creator of all things. And one of the things, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that the devil wants to do, Satan hates Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget that. He will do anything he can do to keep your eyes off of him, and he does not want you to come to the knowledge of who he is, knowing him in truth. So Revelation 1, 17 and 18, uh, this is the Apostle John uh, when he saw the risen Christ in the vision. It says, when I saw him, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Now think about that. We're talking about the creator of all things. He's the first and the last. He is God Almighty. Let me read Isaiah 44, verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. And beside me there is no God. So folks, we, we see when John saw the risen Christ, he identified himself as the first and the last. And here in, in the book of Isaiah, we have thus said the Lord, I am the first and I am the last. Listen, and beside me there is no God. So, you know, what? when you think of this holiday called Christmas, and you think of the little goo-goo baby in what you would call a manger, the manger scenes that are very popular at this time of year. In fact, uh, come Christmas Day, the first one who uh, will be in the newspaper will be the Pope, Pope Francis, the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. And every year he's been doing, he'll go up to the little manger scene and hold up this statue, this graven image of uh, what they call Jesus, and usually he kisses it. You see, it's delusion. You see, this is, this, is, this is Christmas, okay? This is the pagan holiday. And um, keep that in mind, folks. So as I said, Satan wants to keep your eyes off of who Christ is. So this mixture that we have, this is what's propagated in just about every church across the world, folks, across all denominations, you see? This is how the enemy has infiltrated the church. So don't forget that. So keep in mind, as I said, you know, this Pope, Pope Francis, 
known as the Holy Father. He travels the world. People bow before him, kiss his ring. And uh, in this day of false unity, people uh, are singing his praises. You'll see people, well-known preachers going over there. Uh, it's almost like they, they, they see a rock star or something, that, that look in their eyes, folks. Meanwhile, when you think of the Reformation, the, the men and women of God who stood against this counterfeit gospel, and look, look where we are today. So don't forget, remember the time that the Pope was talking about Mary, and um, he said, if you don't love the mother, and he says, I'll go so far as even to say, if you don't pray the rosary, well, maybe the mother won't give you the son. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> are you kidding me? This is, this is where we are today, folks. Maybe the mother won't give you the son. Mary has nothing to do with giving the son. John 3, 16. This is what Jesus said. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but of everlasting life. Thank God for the word of God. Keep in mind, I'm speaking as a former Roman Catholic, folks. <laughs> Glory to God. I got saved by faith. Born again of the spirit. Washed in the blood. Justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why I do these messages, folks. So when we talk about Christmas, this is right from the Catholic Encyclopedia, talking about the origin of the word. The word for Christmas in late Old English is Christus Maes, M-A-E-S-S-E, the Mass of Christ, first found in 1038, and Christus Messi, M-E-S-S-E, it is a mess, in 1131. Folks, that's right from the Catholic encyclopedia. So uh, what is that saying? So next time you say Merry Christmas uh, to somebody, remember, that's what you're saying. Merry Christ Mass. Merry Christ Mass. What is the Mass? As a former Roman Catholic, I tell you, the Mass, according to them, it is a sacrifice. And that sacrifice of the Mass, every time you uh, see a Catholic Mass taking place, uh, the, the Roman Catholic priest is offering up a mass, and they teach you that that Catholic mass satisfies the justice of God for sins committed against him. Every time a priest offers up a mass, that's what they believe, that he's satisfying the justice of God for the sins committed against him. Folks, that's from the pit of hell. Oh yes, from the pit of hell. So, uh, I don't need a Catholic priest, ladies and gentlemen, to satisfy the justice of God for me. My Bible tells me this, written by the Apostle Paul, Jewish Apostle Paul. It says, Romans 5, verses 8 to 10, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Hallelujah. So I don't need a priest. You know, this is, these are freedom verses, folks. This is how I got saved. That's why you, I, you often quote from the book of Romans, so that others may come 
to the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of salvation, and come out of the darkness of the cult of Roman Catholicism. That's what it is. It's a cult. I told you that before. I know. I'm speaking the truth here. When you're born again, the lights go on, folks. So hear me. They don't fall for this modern-day counterfeit unity. It's all over the place. And it's about time, if you're a pastor listening, it's about time you start speaking up to your own congregation and telling them the truth about the counterfeit gospel of Roman Catholicism. Romans 8, 32 to 34, same Apostle Paul, same book of Romans. He said, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Now, what power in in that passage, folks? He that spared not his own son, folks, no matter who you are, Salvation is being offered to you, no matter what you've done, no matter what you pass. You may be a, a, a drunk, you may be a drug addict, you may be a prostitute. Hear me? This mercy that is available for you today, folks. God did not spare his own son for you. He delivered him up for you, okay? And, and, and this is how you get saved. You, you, you repent, you believe the gospel, folks, and, and you understand that you can be justified by the blood that was shed for you. Folks, you know, no matter who you are, we all get saved the same way. It's, it's, it's all about the blood. That's what justifies the believer. You're saved from wrath because of what he did, not because of what you do or what you think you do. You know, many people, I've said it many times, they have this mental picture of the scales of justice, and they hope, you know, I hope my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds on the day of judgment. And, you know, most people, you know, think they're good people. Everybody, you know, nobody thinks they're bad. <laughs> I never murdered anybody. I never killed anybody. You know, I know I'm not perfect. Yeah, you're not perfect. In fact, you're lost without Christ. Every one of us, folks. There are none righteous, no, not one. So it's all about Christ. This is what the gospel is all about. I do not need a Roman Catholic priest to offer up a mass for my sins. You see, the King of Kings has already paid the price in full. So when you think of Christmas, this holiday, uh, December 25th, by the way, in the Catholic Church, it is a holy day of obligation. Whoa, what does that mean? You you miss these holy days, folks, and you don't celebrate. You, go to, you don't go to Mass. You're in trouble. Mortal sin. Wow. <laughs> That's heavy in the Catholic Church, folks. So this is a big day for them, this pagan holiday that is now celebrated everywhere. In fact, you know, as the years go on, you, you notice that uh, the regular churches, evangelical churches, you call them a Protestant or whatever, you, they, they have what's known as... Um, Watch services on, on Christmas Eve. You know, we say to myself, what are you watching for? What are you waiting for? Uh, you know, when you're born again, folks, and you realize you're saved, every day is the same. Every day is Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Why? Because you know the Lord. 
You know the Lord. You realize that you're nothing but a wretch yourself, and you have this burden for souls because you realize, hey, man, I'm surrounded by people who do not know the Lord. Oh, yes. So, as I said, you know, this time of year, you'll see the Christmas cards, the big Mother Mary holding uh, in the arms, little Google baby Jesus. You know, I'll put one on a screen that you're going to see this. There's Jesus holding a pair of rosary beads. Folks, rosary beads. Do you see what I'm talking about? So this, this pagan holiday gets more pagan as the years go on, it seems. So um, when you talk about working in unity with the Church of Rome, folks, listen to me. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, uh, this time of year, even in evangelical churches, uh, non-denominational churches, interdenominational churches. Some churches even sing happy birthday to Jesus. That, that, that always hit me the wrong way, like happy birthday to... Folks, Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He, he was Emmanuel, God in the flesh. He's Almighty God. First and the last, the beginning and the ending, the Almighty King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's eternal. Not like us would sing happy birthday. He has no beginning. You see? So, so it robs us of the deity of Christ when we do things like this. Another pagan thing, folks, is the, is the Christmas tree. It's, a, it's an idol. So, you know, uh, folks, uh, I sympathize with you. I did these things. You know, come Christmas time, you love to decorate the tree. You put the lights, they, they blink and give you that good feeling. You turn the lights off in the room and and then and, 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 and music's playing and so on and so forth, you know. Even, even as a Christian, I'm embarrassed to say, you know, there was a big lighting at a, I went to a church in New York City, a big lighting at the at Rockefeller Center. There's the big tree and you know, there was the choir was going there to sing some songs. But it would have been better if they would have sent somebody to, to to just preach the gospel, but but they probably wouldn't have allowed something like that. Oh yes, you know. In fact one time uh, as a new Christian I was uh handing out uh, gospel tracks, you know, salvation tracks right in Rockefeller Center and and there was a Santa Claus there because it was that time of year. And um I remember seeing this this whole throng of children go running up to him and and, and he'd be there like ho 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 Merry Christmas and and they're all running up to me, he's hugging everybody and, and, and all the parents I was watching them and it just struck me. It was like it was like a ton of bricks, folks. It just hit me. And I'm saying to myself, oh my. I said, these people have no idea who that man is behind that costume, that red suit. They don't know who he is. And 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 how quickly they let all of their children let let them go. Here we are in the middle of New York City, go running up to this man in this red costume. I said, look at this whole line. I was a new Christian. So folks, you know, um, when I was truly born again, the, 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 the uh, distinction between light and darkness was so sharp. It was, I'm talking razor sharp. So uh, at this time I was fresh and, and, and it just hit me like, whoa. So l let me say something here, folks. I didn't used to think this way before I got saved. You know, I knew, I knew Christmas, this is what people do and so on and so forth. 
But, but first of all, it had nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Well, what does Jesus have to do with, with Santa and, and his kids? You, you see what I'm saying? It, it's, a, it's a pagan day. It's a, it's a pagan holiday. has nothing to do with the gospel. You know, absolutely not. In fact, my wife, Kathy, you know, she heard a, a, a pastor, you know, she was invited over to somebody's house, and the pastor said that he dressed up as Santa Claus. What? What? Folks, we're talking salvation. We're talking eternity. But this is accepted, you know? And when you bring things like this this up, you're the one that people look, look at like you're a Martian or something. They, 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 I call it orphan Annie eyes, you know, that comic strip with the eyes with circles. They, they, there's nobody home. They look at you like, like you're from another planet. Oh, yes. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 1 to 5. It says, Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workman with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born or carried because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do Good. So, so here you have it, the way of the heathen cutting down trees. And I, once again, folks, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking here. I did these things, you know. Usually you put up the fake tree, and uh, fake trees became very popular, by the way. But before that, before they became popular, what people would do, they get, uh, they used to sell, especially in New York City, you'd see different places throughout the city, where uh, people would be selling uh, trees, cut down pine trees right there on the street. And um, that's how you would get your Christmas tree. Or sometimes you would go like uh, upstate New York and you'd go to a certain uh, Christmas tree farm and cut down your own, which I did one once or twice, I think. You cut it down in a small trouble in his worth, to tell you the truth. You cut it down, then you got to tie it to, uh, to the uh, top of your car. And uh, that's it. So, so these are little traditions, but it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. You see, it's just a little tradition. It's, it's a holiday. You see, so there's this mixture. You know, when you think of Christmas, what do you think of? You think of Santa Claus, okay? Santa. Santa Claus. So, so this is how children are raised. Santa says, ho, 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 while the angels of God say, holy, holy, holy. Santa sits on his throne. He's coming from the north, the North Pole. And he's going to reward those who are naughty or nice. Well, Jesus comes from the north. He's coming from heaven. He's going to sit on his throne. And he's going to see who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. You see, folks, so, so Satan is ever so clever in, in, in grabbing the young ones. Uh, very young, you see. And, and, and this lie, you see. This big lie. Naughty and nice. Can you imagine if those young ones heard the gospel of Jesus Christ? So keep in mind, folks, Jesus did not tell us to remember his birth. He said, remember his death until he come. Don't forget that, folks. Remember his death. Another uh, silly thing that is going on in the modern days, uh, it's called SantaCon. 
That's when you're going to see like hundreds upon hundreds, maybe thousands of, of men and women dressed in Santa Claus costumes. And, and I think they call it pub crawling. They're going to go from bar to bar. They go from uh, bar to bar throughout the city. I've seen it uh, in the newspapers in New York. Uh, it's all over the world, I think, now. It's called SantaCon. Can you imagine this? SantaCon. And there's been some trouble with these type of things also. Think of all the madness the billions of dollars that are spent. You know, I was shopping in a mall out there in uh, Pennsylvania when I was living in Pennsylvania and a uh, large department store. And it was an area in the store. So it was August of, uh, I forget what year it was. And it was a whole area that was blocked off with, with a curtain. And a curiosity, <laughs> nosy would probably be a better word. I took a peek behind a curtain. I wanted to know what was going on. And you know what it was, folks? This is August. This is the summer. It's hot. It's all Christmas stuff. I guess they were, I think they were getting ready to open it up on, on uh, Labor Day. So, so, so here we are, folks. I mean, it is a big money-making holiday, folks. And you know what else, you know, is becoming popular? It's Halloween. Now, now Halloween lights, I think they're even more popular than, than Christmas. You see, people like that glitter. They like the lights, you, you see? So, uh... Uh, that, that's it, folks. I just wanted to bring that uh, forth before you, folks, you know, and, and remember with the title of the message, you know, did Jesus and his disciples celebrate Christmas? No. You don't find Peter uh, saying, hey, Merry Christmas, Paul, or Jesus saying, Merry Christmas, uh, or, or the others, and so on and so forth. You don't find that, folks. You don't find the Apostle Paul uh, celebrating Christmas, telling people to put up a tree. It's, it's a man-made tradition. It's uh, pagan roots. I proved that to you uh, through uh, what I spoke here today. So uh, keep that in mind, folks. If you if you're cur curious, maybe you're not a Christian and you just were wondering. Um, you know, people usually when I see this stuff, they say, "Oh, it's getting commercial," and or they'll say something like, "Keep Christ in Christmas." Well, he was never in Christmas to begin with. You be blessed.